Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Tuesday, November 9th of 2021. You guys, it's state visit week. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's finally here. Um, Obviously, if you've been listening, you know that this has been a week that I have been, and month, but mostly week that I have been excited about, but also terrified of, um, (laughs) because it's a lot. And let me just tell you, today was exactly that. It was wonderful and also slightly terrifying all day. Um... And this is just the first state visit day. Uh, There are two state visits tomorrow, but I'm so excited. It has been really, really exciting. But before we jump into all of that, um, there were some other things going on today. So we're going to jump right in um, and talk about the Belgian royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, there were a couple of different events today. Um, So the first thing, uh, King Philippe held a meeting with the Secretary General of the um, Organization for International Cooperation and Development, I think. Let me confirm that that is the name of it. Um, I'm also really sorry if you can hear my dog eating in the background. Um, Usually I feed her in a much more quiet way, but she is like super hungry today, so we are feeding her loudly. I apologize. Um, She's just not cooperating with the quiet method of feeding. No big deal. Um, It's like a throwback to how loud it used to be, although now she doesn't eat out of metal, so it's a little less quiet, or a little less loud. Um, But okay, so it is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, um, who is on an official visit, mostly for the European Union, which is housed in Brussels, um, but also to meet with various dignitaries who are in Belgium, including the king. He also met with the prime minister, um, as well as a bunch of EU leaders obviously. So that is um, King Philippe's event of the day. And then also today, Queen Mathilde visited two exhibitions um, housed at the library at the University of Leuven, um, which are being set up for their Big Bang Festival um, in in Belgium. Um, But the exhibits are called Imagine the Universe and Beyond the Time. Um, And so the Big Bang Festival is dedicated to the Big Bang Theory um, and the person who is like considered the father of Big Bang Theory, um, Georges Lemaitre, um, who was a Belgian professor who is, I guess, in the um, physiology, no, not physiology, the physics world and the world of physics um like the considered the father again like the founder basically of the big bang theory um which is a theory of how we all exist um so that is what was going on today in belgium um obviously really great to see queen matilda after you know their week off last week um 
And yeah, it was just really awesome. But again, they have they have quite a few events going on this week. Most of them are pretty low-key. Um, but we've got a little something, I think, every day from them pretty much from here until the weekend, um, until Friday. So that is what was going on today. So now let's go ahead and move over to the British royal family. In the UK, um, there were a few events going on today. So the Prince of Wales took on a day worth of engagements um, to Tyne and Ware, which is a region in the northeast of England, um, where he, again, visited. So this was like a day full of events. So he visited various um, businesses and organizations. Um, but he started at the Newcastle Central station for trains. Um, I think he rode like the Royal train up to the area. Um, so he was able to meet and thank employees, uh, mostly for keeping things running over the past, you know, over year and a half, um, of the pandemic and like keeping things running as smoothly as possible. Um, and then also at the station, he met with representatives of an organization called Changing Lives um, about their work supporting vulnerable people, including those experiencing homelessness. So that is their primary mission, or um, helping homeless people um, regain, you know, some stability. And... Um, he was able to talk with employees of that organization. And then next he rode the Metro, so the Tyne and Ware Metro, to um, learn more about it and also mark its 40th anniversary. So 40 years ago, almost to the day, um, Queen Elizabeth, so Charles's mother, obviously, um, opened their Metro station and took like the first ride on the, on the Metro train, I think. Um, so that was that, and then um, he got off at another station and then visited the Discovery Museum, which is um, kind of like a children's science museum in that it's very it's a very interactive way to um, for children to learn about sciencey things. Um, I know where I live, we had several of these just kind of around um, to help make big scientific things really. Um, accessible. And so that is what the Discovery Museum, at least from what I can tell, um, its mission is. And then he also visited the um, Cheryl Center with the Prince's Trust. So Cheryl is a singer um, who I have, I don't think ever heard of, at least that I super recognize. I'm sure I've heard music of hers and stuff, but I didn't recognize her. Um, but I was, I was cognizant enough to know, like, I was aware en enough to know, like, oh, this is a person of, like, a singer of some level. Um, but she helped fundraise and create the Prince's Trust Center up there um, in the Northeast, which is probably where she is from, um, to make sure that young people there had just as much opportunity as they do in the South, um, you know, with London and a lot of the bigger cities. 
Um, so he was able to talk with different youth. Cheryl herself was there as well. Um, and so that was his second to last stop. And then his last visit was to a company called Barber, which is a clothing company specializing in like wax jackets, um, which I think is like a very British thing in that they're kind of like anorak jackets, but wax covered. So they're maybe more weatherproof. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but he chose this company to visit because they have a long history of um, doing sustainable practices. So instead of they re-wax jackets instead of necessarily like immediately selling you a new one. Um, they also like upcycle their jackets and re-recycle them in some way. Um, so they have been running sustainably and a lot of this they've been doing for a hundred years. So like they've been sustainable pretty much the entire time. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so those were the events for the Prince of Wales. And then also today, the Duke of Cambridge had what I think is probably his, his first investiture of the year. Um, so Queen Elizabeth will do investitures and then the Prince of Wales, the Princess Royal, and Pr the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, all do investitures. And so the first few were done by Charles and then also his sister Anne. Um, and so I think this is William's first investiture. So he was able to honor um, several people throughout the UK for their achievements, um, including Marcus Rashford, who I think is a... Uh, English football player. I don't know like what his main team is, but he's a national player for England, I think. Um, but he has done a lot of work in the charity sector in terms of um, food disparity for and food inequality for low income um, people, um, specifically like a very racially um, food difference. But he has made sure that people have gone hungry. He ran this huge initiative during the pandemic to make sure kids were still able to get lunches um, during the day because, you know, that is a meal. And there were businesses here in the States, too, that did this a lot as well. Um, but they were businesses. They weren't, like, charitable initiatives necessarily. Um, but, like, this is a huge cost saving. Um, you know, parents can sometimes provide dinner and they can't always provide breakfast and lunch. Um, those are provided in schools a lot of the time. And so they, Marcus Rashford created this initiative that made sure that kids didn't go hungry in the middle of the day during the beginnings of the pandemic when like schools just shut down and there wasn't a whole lot of plans in place because it was a global emergency pandemic situation. Um, you know, no one knew how long it was going to last. And so he kept it going throughout the entire school closure and then beyond, um, to make sure that kids aren't going hungry. So that was really cool. Um, and then there were some other, so there was a, a rugby player, I think, um, who was also honored with a, a, a CBE, I think as well. Um, so lots of different things going on there. So that is what was going on in the British royal family. So now we are going to go ahead and move over to the Danish royal family. Denmark. 
There were some events in Denmark today, which I was kind of surprised by. I just really thought today would be quiet as well. I mean, I knew there were events scheduled um, a few days ago, but I was I was shocked by that um, because I just didn't expect there to be um, a good number of events because there's a state visit literally tomorrow for um, Denmark. But there were a couple of things today. So first, Queen Margrethe delivered the what I'm going to call Eb Monk, E-B-B-E Monk, um, honorary prize. So this was delivered to the current Secretary General of the European Union, uh, who is Danish, which I did not know. I also don't think I knew, I don't always remember what Scandinavian countries are in the EU and which ones aren't, because they aren't all in the EU. Um, so I don't know exactly who is and who isn't, but obviously Denmark is if the Secretary General is Danish. Um, so she presented that award, and so Ed Monk was a journalist, diplomat, like, kind of very um, politically minded but diplomatic as well um, person, and who now has a memorial foundation that Queen Margrethe is patron of. So she delivered this prize. Um, it looked like a pretty low-key ceremony. The Facebook account only shared one picture of the event, of just, like, the literal delivery of the award. Um, the Instagram had a few others to share, but when I went to, like, save them for their quality, they were not great. Um, so I just shared the one that is on um, Facebook on thedailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram. So you can definitely go check those out. Um, but then also today, Crown Princess Mary delivered grants from the Heart, Asso Heart Association and the Children's Heart Foundation um, to various research projects in cardiovascular disease, both focusing on adult cardiovascular disease as well as um, childhood cardiovascular diseases and challenges. Um, so she, I think, is patron for maybe just the Heart Association, or maybe both, um, but so she was responsible for delivering these awards. She gave a speech focusing on the importance of um, this continued ongoing research, and so that was the day for Denmark. Obviously, tomorrow we're going to talk a lot more about Denmark as they start their state visit to Germany. Um, so that will be, at least for the first two days, it's Queen Margrethe and Crown Prince Frederick. And then Queen Margrethe finishes out the last two days on her own while Frederick heads back to Denmark. Um, so that is what was going on today in Denmark. So now let's go ahead and talk about the Dutch royal family and Norwegian royal family. Netherlands. In all my thinking about the state visit and all the preparations I've done, I forgot to figure out how to intro these. So on the spot, literally just now, I just made the decision that what I'm going to do for any time um, a monarchy is visiting a monarchy um, in a, on a state visit such as this. We also have one later in the year at, or later in the month as well. Um, I want to put the visiting country's national anthem. I don't know why 
Um, it just makes the most sense. Also, like, in this case, and in the Spain-Sweden one, they're just the one that comes first alphabetically. Um, but, you know, if, if another country visits, like, Belgium or something, say, like, the Netherlands, which visits Belgium, which is, like, now a dream that I have, um, I would still put the Netherlands first, and I will try to stick with that. Um, obviously, if it's a country visiting a republic, that's easy, because I don't talk about you know, I'm not going to talk about Germany. I'm just going to talk about the events that the Danish royal family have tomorrow. So that is that. Now let's get into it because come on, you guys, we have been waiting for this day forever. Um, no, not really, but like kind of just some level of <laughs> state visit. And I know we've had some and, but we've really only had like one solidly good one. Um, and that was the Dutch state visit to Germany in earlier this year. I genuinely don't remember when. Um, but, like, this one is going to be great. So, um, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima are starting a three-day state visit to Norway. They started today, obviously. Um, so, the way we're going to do this is I'm just going to go through the day um, talking about each royal family, like, when I'm talking about the events that the Norwegian royal family was at, obviously I'm talking about them all. Um, I'll also talk, like, a little bit about the state dinner, of course, that King Harald hosted at the end. Um, this is one is just, like, it's really interesting. This is the first time. Bear with me while I figure out how I want to talk about these as well. Um, but just like any state visit, I'm just going to go through the events that actually happened. Um, so we'll start with the morning events because this is how I'm going to break it up on um, thedailyroyal.com. So there are a lot of photos, obviously, because I'm pulling from two royal households, um, which is the only place I get my photos from, is always the respective um, household because that is the, those are publicly shared. Um, it is the least copyright um, problem, and as much as I would love to buy photographer photos, uh, which believe me, I would, because um, sometimes they have the great ones, um, that's just not like a thing that I am ready to do both financially for the podcast, but also um, like legally, because um, there's a lot of things that I don't completely understand, and I would be terrified of getting it wrong. So... Um, there were just a lot of photos, so I'm breaking them up on the website in terms of, like, we have morning events and then afternoon events and then the state dinner. All, like, that's how I'm going to do it. Um, I don't know if it'll be that way tomorrow, but probably for the next two days as well. So, um, after arriving, I think King Willem Alexander flew the plane, at least he was planning on it. Um, it was super rainy, so I don't know if he did. I couldn't tell from the video, um just because, again, it was super, super rainy on, upon their arrival. Um, but after deplaning, they um, traveled to the royal palace in Oslo, where they were greeted by King Harald, Queen Sonia, Crown Princess Metamarit, and Princess Marta Louise. Um, Crown Prince Akun is was also supposed to be there. Um, turns out he got a cold, and so as a precautionary measure... Um, he did not partake today. He was tested for COVID. COVID, it was negative. Um, but you know, he wasn't there. I don't know if he's taking part in other events 
throughout the next two days or not. Um, that will be probably to be determined at this point. Um, we'll see. He is supposed to take on a full slate of events with uh, the Dutch Royals on Thursday. So we'll see if that's what happens or not. Um, so anyway, Crown Princess Matamarit was still there. Um, and then Princess Marta Louise was always scheduled to be there, but she was there as well. Um, so they did the official welcome ceremony, which is, um, there is like a parade of troops, King Willem Alexander. Sometimes, um, the receiving head of state will also do this, but King Harold, um, has a harder time walking. So King Willem Alexander reviewed the guard, um, which is pretty standard as well. Um, and then... At least to my understanding, they went in and had lunch there, but I'm not entirely sure that is what happened um, because the, the wording is kind of confusing in one official program versus the other. Um, so they had lunch all together. They did the transfer of gifts, which is like a pretty standard state dinner thing or state visit thing. You don't always see that part though. Um, but they shared that. It was great. Also, they're all speaking in English, so that's been lovely. Um, it's just been great. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. Um, and then in the afternoon-ish, um, King Willem Alexander laid a wreath at the National Monument. Um, and then they, together, King Willem Alexander and Maxima visited the Norwegian Storting, or Parliament, where they met with the chairman or president of the Storting, um, as well as signed the official, like, visitor book of record, um, and just learned a little bit about Norway in that way. Um, and then they also, King, King Willem Alexander, Queen Maxima, King Harald, and Queen Sonia visited the Fram Museum, which is a museum dedicated to the polar expeditions, um, where they were able to speak with students, Dutch students who are studying in Norway, as well as Norwegian young people, about the impact of climate change in the Arctic. Um, so most of Norway, I don't think all of Norway, but most of Norway is in the Arctic Circle, um, especially towards the north. Um, they also have one of the northernmost islands that's technically in under Norwegian control. Um, it's called Sval Svalbard, I think, um, which is basically like right near the North Pole. Um, so like there's a lot of Arctic in Norway. Um, and so they spoke about climate change at that event, um, and then came the glorious, glorious state dinner, and it was, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was just amazing because, I mean, it, it was great, don't get me wrong, but, like, Queen Maxima brings the dress and the tiara game there are times when I fully hate what Queen Maxima wears. Usually, though, she almost never gets it wrong on a state visit. Like, almost never. Um, she always looks fantastic, especially on the first days. Um, but her evening wear and tiaras, I mean, she brings it for galas. And while I will admit I am 
wholly disappointed in the dress she wore. It's not because I don't like it. I do. I like it a lot. Um, it's just, I was kind of hoping for something different. Um, she, I mean, she looks amazing. The tiara, she brought out the sapphires, which is just everything. Um, but yeah, also this is like the one time where I'll judge fashion pretty intensely because I love gala looks like the most. Um, but she looked great and then Queen Sonia looked great. I mean, everybody just looked great. Also, it was a tiara event from everybody. Like, it was lovely. Um, you know, the last day visit with a tiara, it was only Maxima because it was a visit to Germany. And so today we had three tiaras. It was, it was lovely. Um, but it was just a really great time. So, um, yeah, it was great. And then at the dinner, um, each king gave a speech. Amazingly, both in English, which I kind of expected. So, um, King Harald will typically give his state visit speeches in English. So will Willem Alexander, for that matter. So that everyone in the room can understand them without necessarily reading their translation. Because um, sometimes there are some ad-libs. Not always, but sometimes. Um, and so that's what happened. They both gave speeches focused on... Um, the warm relations between the two countries and what they collaborate on, but um, even more so the relationships between the families. Um, you know, King Harald gave a really great talk about how um, Willem Alexander, who has been king now for eight years, which is crazy, um, crazy long time, he has really made, like, being a monarch his own, which is accurate. Um, he's very much developed into the role um, and made it fit for him, which I think is amazing. Um, and so King Harald talked about that and then talked about like the relationship that King Harald and Queen Sonia have with King Willem Alexander's mother, Princess Beatrix, who was queen. Um, and then also the relationship that Willem Alexander and Maxima have with Akun and Metamarit, um, and other like various family friendships that have just formed um, just due to the very peculiar nature of their lives. Um, you know, there's a very select few people in the world who understand what it's like to be a monarch, um, to be in a hereditary monarchy, a constitutional monarchy, um, and be the king and or queen. Um, and it's obviously a very exclusive group. So, of course, they have friendships within their own realms. So that was the end of day one. It was amazing. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is a lot more, I think, more like governmental things. So I think there's like a conversation about um, youth possibly tomorrow. Maybe that was the thing today. I don't know. It's all kind of running together. I decided not to like memorize the program just so I could be, have like some level of excitement each day. Um, which I definitely have at least today. Um, so that is what was going on in Norway. That brings us to the end of the episode. Um, obviously in the Netherlands and Norway. Um, but 
there were no events in Spain and nothing. Um, there were some things scheduled for the Swedish royal family, but they didn't share about them. So that that's that of that conversation. Um, they are not on the home screen of the website, which is typically my new barometer for like what I talk about. Otherwise, it's very similar to a court circular conversation, which we don't have anymore. So that is what was going on today in all the European monarchies that had events. And with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Bye.